friends. You don't go over there and shake hands, smile, hug their neck. Let's knock them on their backs, butt them in the mouth, knock their ass in the dirt. That's what we got to do. We got to stop that buddy ball, smash everybody in the mouth. Hey, baby, we're going to be here all day, baby. I like this kind of party. I like this kind of party, baby. This is Hour 3 of Big Dog Sports Talk with Rick Watson on the WRAD Talk Network. Remember, with great power comes great responsibility. You know what that means? Do you? We're the underdog. We're mutts. My number one play is the power sweep. If you only knew the power of the dark side... Big Dog Sports Talk Power Hour. And we hope you're well, wherever you might be. Here on this Wednesday, lots of, uh, I mean, a whole lot of text messages coming in, 744-2990, about this potential scheduling situation in the Atlanta Coast Conference. And we're going to get into that here in just a second with our next guest. It's Bill Roth and the Roth Report here on BDST. From the talk of the New River Valley, WRAD, it's time for The Roth Report, presented by the University Club of Virginia Tech, Blacksburg's premier private club and event venue. Now, along with Virginia Sports Hall of Famer and current ESPN broadcaster, Bill Roth, here's Rick Watson. Good morning, William. How are you, my friend? I'm well. Good morning. Good to be with you again today. You as well. What a big week. There's so it much is. to get to. We could go for about 90 minutes we today, could. I it, think. We, we get, really could. We really but, could. Uh, I want to start with the ACC meetings in Amelia Island. Yes. I didn't get invited again this year. Oh, I, you know, I'm disappointed in that. The, the Ritz-Carlton <laughs> down there, it's about, what, $1,300, $1,400 a night. <laughs> wow. Nice place. Have you ever been over there? It's just north of Jacksonville, south of the Georgia line. No, I have not. I have not. Very beautiful. Oh, I bet it is. You know, one of the things they're talking about, I don't know how the presidents aren't down there this week, but where the league headquarters will be because they are, it appears, leaning to leave Greensboro and Charlotte is one candidate and Orlando is another. And all of these league meetings are in Florida. So they're always going to Florida. Mm-hmm. You think that's the, you think that's going to be it? Orlando? Is that Orlando kind of a- seems weird, but if, if, if all your, all your events are happening at Florida, I mean, Amelia Island's more Jacksonville, but you know, I think that as the league has grown back up when the league was formed, it made sense to have everything in Greensboro, right? Because mm-hmm. it was a North Carolina centric league, but sure. now you've got teams from Louisville to Boston to Miami, and you've got people traveling for meetings and whatnot. And no offense to Greensboro's airport, which is terrific. And they have a I've actually had the opportunity to meet some of the people on that airport authority. It's great. I mean, but it's expensive to fly there from South Bend. Right. And cities like Charlotte or even Orlando, you can fly nonstop from just about every conference city. So if you're having your soccer coaches come in for a meeting, um, you say, well, we'll drive it. Well, that can't happen. The Syracuse people aren't driving. No. So it just makes more financial sense to have it near an international airport. I would kind of like to see Charlotte but what do you think? I like Charlotte. I think Charlotte makes the most sense. But you're right. I get the whole – I understand why the flirtation with Orlando. 
and I hate the thing for Greensboro because that city has been so welcoming to the league over the years for championships and office space and the swimming center, and it's the home of the league, right? Right. It, it, it has been, but um, we'll see what they decide. But obviously, NIL is a major topic as well, mm-hmm. and the football scheduling rotation, that is the hot button oh, topic. Oh, my goodness, it is. People are going nuts today over that. What do you think? Who do you think makes the most sense for Tech's three permanent if they go the new model, the 3-5-5? If, if they go with a 5-3, and three or, you know, they could go 6-2, and two, uh, which would give you a little bit more flexibility. Let's back up why you want a schedule that's more flexible. And I think it, it all comes back to television, and here's the reason, you know, ESPN is now going to have the SEC exclusively, all right? Right. So CBS is out of the picture. So Auburn and Alabama and Florida, Georgia, and LSU, Texas A&M, all those games plus every game, Auburn and Florida and Bama and A&M and, and, and LSU and, and Florida and LSU and Georgia, right? Every week you can come up with about six blockbuster games in that league, right? Oh, no doubt. Week? Okay. Yeah. Okay, and those games are all going to go on ABC and ESPN and ESPN2. Every one of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So where is the Virginia Tech-Florida State game going to go? That's a great point. So you, you need a league that has better inventory. And we can't have this situation where Virginia Tech plays Florida State once every six years. No, no. Or plays Clemson once every six years. So we need to create a football schedule that has more great inventory. Otherwise... ACC games are going to be played Wednesday night. Yeah, right. Right. So, and it's not worth a whole lot. And, and you, you know, the ACC television contract goes through mid-2030s, and the SEC and the Big Tens, are, they're, they're coming up again here. So they're going to make so much more money. So we need to figure out a way to create better games, create more inventory. And I know you were talking about TV before. I mean, ESPN's about a third of Virginia Tech's athletics budget. Right. So yeah, you're going to consult with. <laughs> yeah, we need better games. It just, we I need know, better games. I know it's necessary. It just sounds like that. You know, you always hate to see that. Written. Well, then you can ask your coaches to take a thirty percent pay cut. Correct. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and tell your fans why you you're not winning games anymore. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it's it that's that's the revenue stream. Uh, conference payout is is which is multimedia rights based. But anyway, I do think that. We can look at it. You have to look at it from a fan standpoint. Yeah, right. What right. makes sense. But you have to look at it. Virginia Tech has to play Florida State more. Has to. Yeah. Is that fair to the coach? No. Virginia Tech has to play Clemson more. Is that fair to Brent Pry? Mm-mm. No. But is it fair that Carolina has to play Duke twice every year in right. basketball? A great point. NC yeah. State doesn't. Virginia Tech doesn't. Mm-hmm. But you need the inventory. Like, what if you said, well, Carolina and Duke only going to play once? <laughs> yeah. You're going, no, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. Right. And, and so, ideally, to be quite honest, Florida State and Clemson should play twice in football. Yeah, right? you're probably you know, right. Yeah. You know, from, yeah. from that perspective. But, I mean, you can't do that, um, at least during the regular season. But by eliminating the conference championship game, you can create a better matchup in your league title game. And I think that by getting rid of divisions, you would do that. If you've got two ACC teams ranked in the top five, at, at the moment, if they're in the same division, they can't play mm-hmm. again in the championship right, game. So right. I do think that. Clearly, Virginia is number one. Virginia is the, for, Absolutely. For the Hokies. Absolutely. That game has to be played. And number two, um, Miami. Miami. 
Yes. Now, I heard you talking about that number three game. It will not be North Carolina. Yeah, you don't think? No, because North Carolina needs permanent rivals, and they've got three in-state plus Virginia. So Carolina needs to play State and Duke and UVA. Georgia Tech, you think? I think it should be Clemson. Oh, I would love that. And I don't, again, uh, Tech's coaches are going to go, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Every year? Come on, Every Bill. year? Right. <laughs> right. But I think you got to, I, uh, I think it's for the league's, if Tech's going to be a big-time football player and Clemson's going to be a big football time, you got to play. That needs to be a marquee game. Fans will and, love that, too. Fans will yeah, love the coaches that. won't. No, they won't, but the, <laughs> and that's fans the thing. And players will, too. Yeah. Right, yeah. I think, for, you know, North Carolina, if you, do, if you go with this 5-3 and three model, clearly, like, State, Duke, and Wake are their in-state opponents. But if they play all three, then they lose the oldest rivalry in the South, right. which is UVA. Mm-hmm. I don't know that they would do that. So I, I think they'd probably play State, Duke, and Virginia. So I, I, I'm with you. I think the BC rivalry was somewhat forced. I think that it was based upon we joined the league together yeah. from the Big yeah. East mm-hmm. and whatnot. I agree with you. I do think there was also this sense of we don't want just the Big East teams playing each other. We don't want Pitt to play Syracuse, BC, and Miami. Yeah, and not yeah. have a, a you know. So, but the, but the bottom line is over the last ten years. Okay, Boston College has played Clemson and Florida State 20 times. And and the Hokies have played Clemson and Florida State, what, three times? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. So yeah. It's clearly there's – it has to be tweaked. <laughs> I would like to see Clemson. I'm going to get, before we hang up, a, a text from Coach Pride. <laughs> I vividly remember mentioning that to Coach Beamer on a, on a Hokie hotline once. Uh-huh. When this came out, I said, I think the Hokies need to play Florida State every year. <laughs> and he looked at me, he goes, are you out of your mind? <laughs> like, I think we should play Florida State every year. He says, do you ever try to cover a kickoff against them? <laughs> Jokingly. Right, but, I mean, that's right. that's what you got to – like. You, you have to try to balance it. You want to be fair, right? You want to be fair, but look what the SEC is doing. And, and that's your competition, okay? Like it or not – and guess guess who's coming? Guess who's coming to the SEC? That's right, Texas even, and Oklahoma. Even bigger, right? right? So where are you going to play? It doesn't do any good to have a league with really good teams if they don't play each other. And so getting rid of the championship game will really help in that regard. I do like that. I'm, I'm sorry, getting rid of divisions. Yeah, the divisions. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. I would have liked to see nine games played. That got pushed back. They don't want to do that because it leads to unbalanced scheduling. I just want better inventory. As a, as, a, as a fan, I want more great ACC games. I don't want to, as an ACC guy, turn my TV on and go, oh, what are the top six football games today? And they're all SEC games. Mm-hmm. Well, that's because Florida State's not playing Virginia Tech again this year for the sixth right, year in a row. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but the teams have to get better, right? So when you hear me talk about, boy, we, meaning Virginia Tech people, we need Miami and Florida State to be good. Yeah, that that's why it has to be. Yeah, I'm we need. You. I did the uh, the Florida State spring football game uh, on ESPN ACC Network three weeks ago, and during the game, we had highlights of the Virginia Tech Florida State softball game, and they were both ranked in the top four at the time. Right, Tech beat them uh, pretty pretty soundly on Friday night, and so we showed the highlights of the game, and we were talking on the air. No disrespect to, to the softball teams, which are awesome. They could both make the Women's College World Absolutely. Series. In fact, either of those teams could win the national win the national title. Yeah. Right. So and, and I'd love to see them play again in, in the postseason. But my point, and I mentioned this on the air, as a league, 
We need Virginia Tech and Florida State to be a number two versus number three national matchup in football. Mm-hmm. Not that it isn't great to have it in softball, but we need Doe Campbell Stadium and Lane Stadium packed for top five games. And the reason we have to have it is the SEC, Rick, does. Every week. Multiple times. Multiple games every week. And even if they're not two versus three, it's it's – you know, Georgia versus yeah, Florida, yeah, Georgia, right. LSU, and, and and even your mid-tier your teams, Auburn, Tennessee, those are good games. Isn't that crazy? It Saying is. Auburn versus Tennessee, is a, those are mid-level yeah, games? Yeah, you look at that and kind of almost shrug when in any other year it's a great game. It's, it should be a great highlight and, and, game. LSU, Auburn. Who wouldn't watch that game, right? right? Yeah. And, and, and that's my point. And now you're going to throw, you know, Texas, Georgia? <laughs> <laughs> Oklahoma LSU, Oklahoma, yeah, and you're going to say, well, why isn't the Wake Forest Virginia Tech game on? Well, yeah, where does because, it fit? Because Oklahoma versus Auburn is, or or Texas in the swamp is, and they're going to they're going to adjust their schedule a little bit too, and we don't feel it as much in, in Blacksburg because, um, you know, Tech's biggest rival, unlike our colleagues at at, at Miami and at Florida State and at Georgia Tech and at Louisville are not SEC schools. No, no. But at Louisville, you're compared to how you do compared to Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And, it, and and if you're an administrator at Florida State, your yardstick is the Gators. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be if they're going to be cashing checks twice as big, they're going to they're going eventually you can't compete eventually, right? Because they're going to just you have a good coach at Florida, the Florida State, an SEC school is just going to hire them. And that could happen now. It could already. It could happen right now. I mean, Tech softball and baseball are doing great. If, if those teams were to continue doing this, what's to prevent a Big Ten or an SEC team that already has nearly twice the revenue to offer, you know, Coach Chef double the salary? Yeah, that's come, true. Come, come to Florida, Coach. Sure. That job could sure. open up. Come to Kentucky. Well, it's a great conversation. We'll, we'll pay a million yeah. four a year. Pay a million eight to be the baseball coach. We'll right. pay your assistant six hundred grand a year. How can? What are you going to do? Yeah. So my point is, is that I think for the health of the league, boy, this we got all off course. Here. That's okay. The health though. of the league is to change the schedule. We need to change the schedule rotation, not only for fan interest, but but for having better inventory for television. It's the Roth Report here on BDST. We'll take a break. We'll come back. SMA update: the Baker team game of the week and the NRV Heart Clinic top three. All that's dead ahead. Stay with us. First in Maine is a beautiful shopping center located right here in Blacksburg. It has the perfect mix of shops, restaurants, and entertainment. Grab some new shoes and accessories at Runabout Sports and Walkabout Outfitter to make your hikes around the NRV even better. Looking to grab a bite to eat? Well, First in Maine has great restaurants like Zoe's Kitchen, Bull and Bones, Avellino's, and El Rodeo. Looking for some family entertainment? Then check out B&B Theaters for movies, the arcade, and bowling. Visit First in Maine today. The official entertainment destination of Virginia Tech Athletics. Hey, Hokie fans and alums, have you ever wanted to throw an event or dine with friends with Lane Stadium as your backdrop? Well, now you can. University Club of Virginia Tech is now offering memberships with the complete club experience. You'll have member access to dine during the week, a quiet place to work, an incredible venue to host private events, and most importantly, a setting that fosters community and relationships. For more information, go to universityclubofvt.com. That's University Club of VT.com. 
This is Rick Watson, voice of the Radford University Highlanders and host of Big Dog Sports Talk. Let me tell you about my friend Louise Baker with the Louise Baker team of Long and Foster. If you are looking to buy or sell here in the NRV, I can think of nobody better to take care of your real estate needs than Louise. She's meticulous, very detail-oriented, and will work to make what can be a very stressful time as stress-free as possible. Call Louise today for all of your real estate needs. You'll be glad you did. For more information, go to nrvhomes.com. That's nrvhomes.com. What I know about courage, I learned from my adoptive mom. She said sometimes you just got to hold on and know we'll get through this. Mom, we are so high up. Hold my hand. <laughs> no, you hold my hand. Here we go. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. I learned patience from my adoptive dad. All he had to say was, Hey, you got this. Just breathe. Hey. <laughs> We're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Might have to start a band. <laughs> I got it. Learn about adopting a teen from foster care. You can't imagine the reward. <laughs> Visit AdoptUSKids.org to find out more. This message is brought to you by AdoptUSKids, the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, and the Ad Council. From the classroom, to the studio, to the stadium, it's time to catch up on the latest from Virginia Tech Sports Media and Analytics Program. Today's SMA update is brought to you by First in Maine. Blacksburg's premier destination to eat, drink, shop, and play. As we roll along with the Roth Report, SMA folks now finished. Home for the summer. Yay! Yeah, we had, yeah, not really home. <laughs> Some of them are off to do baseball, but yeah, finals are over. Uh, the instructors, uh, myself included, uh, are in the process of finishing up grading some things and looking at reels and whatnot. You know, our uh, our students, I think we had 15 of our students submit applications for the Jim Nance Award, which will be awarded here coming up in the next couple of weeks. Very cool. And so we've gone through all of those. That was the award that Evan Hughes won last year. Mm -hmm. And Evan's graduated, so we can't – it's time to move on, right? We mm -hmm. need to see – We've so, so Evan was an All-American in, in 2020, uh, meaning you're in the top uh, five. Uh, nationally, and then he won it last year. So, I I I have hopes that uh, we can have another All American this year. It's going to be really hard to do that to, to to do three years in a row in that group. I think the only schools that 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 have done that are uh, the only school that has done that is Syracuse. So, if we could get have an All American three years in a row, it would be really great. Uh, but fingers crossed. Hopefully we'll have a bunch of kids ranked. So that that's what they're doing now. They've, they've submitted their reels, and the judges throughout the country are going through the, the talent and assessment protocol. Oh, it's cool, man. Well, congrats on all that, and let's hope those kids, uh, like you said, keep the tradition rolling with the national awards. We had a kid, uh, we had a Zoom last night with a young man from Franklin, Massachusetts, and we had him with one of our alums and one of our current students. And I was on it, and he's a high school junior, and he's looking at colleges. And Franklin's about an hour southwest of Boston, I guess, right? Southwest northwest of Providence over in that area. So 
the heart of the Big East, Rick. Uh, <laughs> That's right. But no, the heart of the ACC. Heart of the ACC, baby. Franklin Mass, and and he's really interested in tech. So you know we're going to get him down. Uh, and so we talked a lot about our program last night. I'm really excited. His name is Ryan. He's he's the broadcaster for his high school team, and and this is a kid in the past that would have traditionally gone to Syracuse or Fordham, or you know one of the more traditional Eastern schools. But uh, we're going to get him down on a visit, and not to sound like a coach, but if we can get a kid in our studio and get him in the <laughs> dining right. hall. And, That's right. So we have a th- we have a system. So Lock him down. No, no, the kids hang out. I send the kids out with each other, and then I, ha- I handle mom and dad. Perfect. That's, the, that's a good, that's our good, thing. good formula. Good I formula. take care of mom. Yeah. Yeah. All right, what do you think, Baker team game of the week? We are having some fun NBA playoffs, man. Oh, these, my gosh. This has been so good. So Has-a- Buck Celtics game five is tonight. Oh, uh, that's my That's been series. a really good series. It's tied 2-2. I really like that. The other game tonight, there's a, the doubleheader is on TNT tonight. The Warriors-Memphis Grizzlies series has been contentious. It's been physical, and Warriors are up 3-1. to one. That's going to be a tough team to put away. That's yeah. going to be a really rugged game. Um, but my Baker team game of the week is going to be tomorrow night, Thursday night, depending on when you're listening to our podcast version of this program. But the Heat and Sixers will play, uh, and, and the Heat really laid it on them on Tuesday night. Jimmy Butler has been incredible. The former Sixer, by the way. Right. Hey, that, that's got to be killing them when one of your former players <laughs> yeah, is just crushing off. you in the playoffs <laughs> when you're supposed to be. You know, the Sixers have done so much. But um, I, I really like I really like the Miami Heat. I really like Butler, whose game I didn't appreciate till I learned more about him. You know, he was in town when Buzz Williams was coaching the Hokies. I ran into Jimmy Butler, of all places, the Gucci Kroger. <laughs> really? I'm in line, and, and, and Jimmy Butler's checking out in front of me with like like healthy sports drinks, and I, you know I've got like you know a sub, a pizza to go, and a diet coke. <laughs> there is the re- you know the, you know how much you know how much the Heat paid him. I was thinking about this last night watching him play. They paid him 184 million dollars for four years. That's a lot of money. Do the math. Yeah. Almost but two. last night, it's like, yeah. that's what it's worth. He's, yeah. He's, yeah. He plays so hard on defense. He makes, makes everybody else on the team better. They have an injury, a point guard like they have there. He picks up for him. He totally buys into the system of Spolstra. He fits in with his teammates. If I'm a Sixers fan, I'm like, what are we doing playing against him? <laughs> right. Why did we keep him? Yeah. How did this happen? Should have kept him over Simmons a couple of years ago. But but I just really like the way he plays. And he's a typical Buzz guy or Seth Greenberg guy. He plays hard. He does all the little things. He does all the little things that make a team better. Plus, he plays incredibly hard. He does. A lot of these guys. Now, there's some emotion there. And so you got to get – I was the same thing with the, with Pittsburgh in the hockey series. Like, Sidney Crosby's doing all these little things right. Sometimes when he's on the ice, they don't score, but he, he's doing so many things to, to, to affect who's on the ice for the Rangers and how they're playing that the next shift, Pittsburgh scores. Yeah, yeah. And, and just by being on the ice, he, he changes the game, and that's the way Butler is playing right now. Every possession he impacts, whether he touches the ball or when the other team has the ball, the way he's playing defense. So That's a good call. That's a good call. All right, time now, guys. I don't know where you're going with this. The NRV Heart Clinic Top Three. Are you ready for today's countdown? It's time for Bill's Top Three, presented by New River Valley Heart Clinic in Radford. All right, where are we going? Oh, are we getting off the road now? We are getting, (laughs) we are getting off 460 onto Price's Fork. (laughs) Not Price's Fork. 
Yeah, we're getting off yeah, 460 yeah. on the prices fork, and then we're making another left turn to go down to the river. Okay. We are getting way off the main road for this one. Love it. So I was reading, you know, the New York Islanders, if folks probably aren't Islander fans or follow the team around, they fired their coach yesterday. Right. Barry Trotz, who's regarded as one of the best coaches ever. He's the third winningest coach in the history of the National Hockey League. Mm-hmm. He's won the Stanley Cup. And with the Islanders, he won five playoff series in four years. Like, really good coach. Right. And they fired him yesterday. They didn't make the playoffs. And, you know, he's 58, 59, and they got a – they want to get younger, and he, his system is kind of – it's hard It's hard to play against, right? They, they, they do a really good job with their defense and their system, but it's hard to play for them. And they had two or three mini camps during the season. Like, they had a 10-day break, so they, they redid mini camp. And, and, and I was thinking, like, it can be really hard. NHL players, you know, they come into the league when they're 18. So, so there's more relating to them as college athletes – than any other pro sport, I would think. Because you got a lot of guys in that 18 to 22 range on your NHL team. Not a lot, but several. And the, those that are there are your better players. And how a someone in his 50s or 60s relates to someone in their early 20s is huge. And I see it all the time. We've seen it now where Coach K resigned and retired. And right, Roy right. Williams, like, you know, it's not the way it used to be. And that's the beauty of Jim Beheim, right? He's in his 70s, and yet he can think and relate to 19-year-olds. It's an incredible gift. You have to have this tremendous amount of patience and allowance for mistakes and misgivings. And you've got to be able to do things like text with emojis and be able to yeah, communicate sure, with them. Sure. Because if you keep – look, the, the, what we do is the same. Like, you don't think John Wooden talked about close out with your hands high and get on the floor for loose balls and get defensive stops? Mm-hmm. Of course he did. But how he communicated that is different. And so I was thinking, who are the best coaches ever? Like, I, I, that's what's amazing about a Jim Laranega or a Jim Beheim. They're in their 70s, and yet the kids think they're cool. Yeah, that's right. They go with the flow. Yeah. Well, this is a good one. Who, who's kind of evolved and become communicators throughout the whole thing? Is that what? Well, uh, the top, they're, 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 they're basketball coaches. Yeah, okay. So Larry Brown and Hubie Brown. Oh, Hubie, are, yeah, yeah. Are, are guys that um, I watch them and I go, okay, they've been around forever, yet their players like them. Yeah. And they're able to communicate with people that are essentially the age of their grandkids. Absolutely. And when I say communicate, like motivate. Yeah, yeah. Get them to play hard, okay? Now, they may look to us – as, as cranky, like people look at Jim Beheim and go, eh, he's cranky, mm-hmm. but he's not in the locker room. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so my number one guy on this list who kind of fits that as well is Greg Popovich. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Different era came up. He's involved with all these players and players yeah, love him. They love him. Yeah. Yeah. He relates. So why? So oh, you, you can't, how can I, how can I, he's what, 72. How can a 72 year old relate to a 22 year old? Every day in a locker room, every day of practice. Well, it's because he's not cranky old man yells at cloud. He's not. No, you're right. He, now, you you're may right. think he is because what you see on TV, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not. And he's able to relate. And I think that's so huge. It and is. It, the, the reason Barry Trotz got fired from the Islanders has nothing to do with his coaching acumen. He's one of the best ever. He's going to get hired. He may be hired before our show's over, right? He's one of the best coaches ever. His yeah. system's incredible. 
but you better you better you better get Snapchat. Yeah, that's and right. That's right. Don't laugh at it. <laughs> yeah, because that's how they're communicating. That's how they communicate. That's right. That's, that's right. how the players are communicating with each other. And you say, well, I've got assistant coaches that can do that. Mm-hmm. No, no. And I see, and I see that in Coach Pry Tech. I see a guy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a good. That's point. he's in his he's in his fifties, but. But he's out there having snowball fights. Yeah. He was out there last night uh, serving grilled cheese sandwiches for the kids at finals. And he's going to text the kids. Yeah, that's a good point. All those guys win, too. They they win because they relate to the new generation. Every and time. if a kid has a problem, he's going to come to you. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. Learn how to use emojis. My, my kids, right. my students taught me emojis. I'm like, there's 1,500 yeah, smiley faces right. on my phone. Oh, what do wh- these mean? What is this? Oh, I, okay. I don't want to say I'm happy and I send you a tear. Yeah, like, right, right. Or, 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 or worse. Uh, yeah. I don't want to send a wink. <laughs> Get some follow-up calls. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, why are you winking at your student? No. Yeah, right, and, right. And, but, oh, I thought I was, I was saying good job. But in any event, I, I think that. That's why I'm tipping our, our, our tipping our uh, fedora today to pop. All right. Good stuff. All right, brother. Great conversations today, man, as always. And I hope you have a great week. Enjoy the sunshine. Enjoy the warm weather, man. Yeah. I will. Be well. All right, brother. Take care. That's Bill Roth and the Roth Report. We'll take a break. We'll come back. More coming up as we roll along. Going to talk about Weston Wednesdays, which gets back underway again tonight.